0: It's time now for Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus, Council 6923, and Fishers, and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org or call 317-870-8400. Now here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer.
1: Hello, Jim. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.
0: And Bridget, it's not too late to get signed up for the Catholic Radio annual dinner. It's coming up uh, August 24th. That's a Tuesday, August 24th. We are back with a live dinner this year at the uh, Northside Event and Social Club, formerly the Knights of, Northside Knights of Columbus building there at 71st and uh, Keystone. And we'd like to have everybody who's ever been to one of our dinners in the past uh, jump right in and uh, sign up for this year's dinner. And anybody who has not, it's a fun event. We have a, a silent auction, a live auction, and a great speaker. And this year, our speaker is going to be Father Vince Lampert. Father Vince Lampert is the exorcist for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and the author of a brand-new book on exorcism, Uh, a good speaker, and it will be interesting, really interesting to listen to. That's one of the maybe most misunderstood aspects of the Catholic Church, exorcism, how it works, what it's all about, and you'll find out at our dinner this year, August 24th. Uh, Mark that down, and you can uh, reserve tickets by calling us here at the station, 317-870-8400, or you can go online to CatholicRadioIndy.org. Catholic. Radio RadioIndy.org.
1: I want to mention one other thing as it relates to social media. Catholic Radio Indy does have an official Facebook page. If you are on that platform, um, please come find us. Uh, We have over 900 people on our uh, social media, which is great, and we'd love to get that up to 1,000. So if you're not currently following us on Catholic Radio Indy's uh, Facebook page, and if you're on that platform, please do come over there and, and like us and find us there.
0: And I want to sneak in one more thing here. Uh, I don't mean this to be a news bulletin to anyone, but uh, Jim Ganley, that's me, uh, will soon be retiring from Catholic Radio Indy, and we are in the process of looking for someone who could manage Catholic Radio Indy. Maybe you are that person. Maybe you know that person. Uh, Maybe you can think of somebody uh, after the program that just might uh, be able to step in and do that it's a great job. I've had it for 17 years now. And um, we are looking for somebody. So if you know somebody, give us a call, 317-870-8400, or you could email me, Jim at Catholic Radio G. Jim at Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y dot org
1: well it's not too long and we're going to be starting a new school year it's just right around the corner and we have many catholic schools teaching and forming uh, the next generation of catholic leaders uh, for the future of our society and our church and joining us today to talk about garen catholic high school is its new president deacon rick wagner so welcome to faith in action deacon
2: well, thank you very much. It's, it's nice to be able to join you.
1: Well, I want to ask you, um, before we got started, you shared with, um, with Jim and I that you were involved in the deaconate program in terms of helping to form new uh, deacons. Um, for those who may not be Catholic that are listening, or maybe those who are Catholic who aren't really sure what a deacon is, what is a deacon?
2: Well, um, that's that's a uh, that's a whole show. That is. But I, I, I can give you a little information here. Give us uh, the kindergarten
1: a, class of that.
2: <laughs> yes, there, there's a distinction. There there is the transitional deacon. That would okay. be someone who is on their way to uh, ordination as a priest. Uh, and then there's what is called a permanent deacon. That's that's what I am. That means that's the the last stop on my journey uh, as far as uh, a, a vocation. So. I am a permanent deacon, and we, uh, we basically have three, uh, three uh, ministries for the Church. One is ministry of the Word, which means we can uh, proclaim the Gospel and, and uh, preach. And then there's ministry of liturgy, which means that we assist at Mass and we can perform baptism and witness marriages and funeral services and so forth. And then there's ministry of charity. Uh, so when we are ordained, we then receive uh, two assignments, one to a parish and one to a charitable organization. Uh, my work at St. Minerid involves uh, uh, the process to uh, for the formation of a deacon. It uh, takes four years of academic study, and St. uh has a program where they provide that academic study, And so uh, for the past three years, I've been the director of that program and have worked with about 14 or 15 different dioceses around the country in helping them to form the deacons in their diocese.
1: That is really super cool. Uh, We're talking with Deacon Rick Wagner, who is the new president at Garin Catholic High School. Uh, Congratulations on your new calling, I suppose. It's not just a job, right?
2: That's right. It's a a ministry. That's Absolutely.
1: Well, give us a a bit of an overview of Garing Catholic, maybe where you're located, maybe a little bit about the mission, and maybe how many students you have, a little bit about your student body.
2: Sure. We are located in, in, it's actually a Noblesville zip code, but it's located kind of where Noblesville and Westfield and Carmel all kind of uh, merge there. Uh, We're just north of 151st Street on Gray Road. Um, we have uh, we're, we're 17 years old, uh, so we're younger in the uh, in the range of Catholic schools, and we uh, we are, are are around 720 students uh, for this upcoming year.
1: Well, it's interesting you said that you're about about 17 years old. That's right about how long Catholic Radio's been um, rolling. So that'll be an easy way for us to remember uh, <laughs> that we. The Holy Spirit must have must to touch the water right around here to kind of get those two big things rolling. Um, there you go. So tell us a little bit about your background. You um, you're at uh, Saint Pius right now. They're serving in in ministry as a deacon there. Uh, talk right. a little bit about that, and um, you did talk a little bit about your role at at Saint Meinrid. But talk about your parish work there.
2: Sure. Well, as far as as far as background. Um, two different areas there as far as my paying job uh I've been in catholic education for for over 30 years and have been a teacher, a coach, an athletic director, a principal, a vice president, so I I've, I've kind of had all the different positions at both between uh, Garrett Catholic and Bishop Chatard and even a a brief stint at uh, at Perbuff as well. So uh 30, 30 plus years in uh, in catholic education. And then uh, I was ordained in 2012 uh, to, as a permanent deacon and was assigned to St. Pius X for my, as my parish. And I'm really blessed in that regard because um, St. Pius X is my lifelong parish. I've, I've been a member of the parish my entire life, was baptized there, went to grade school there.
1: Wow. My,
2: my kids went to grade school there, so I've been there my entire life. And then, as I said, we uh, when you're ordained, you're also uh, assigned a ministry of charity. And I work with uh, an organization by the name of HOOP. Uh, they are a an organization that helps to serve the uh, uh, unsheltered homeless uh, in Indianapolis.
1: I gotta ask you, do you ever get a chance to sleep? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I stay I stay pretty busy, but I, uh, I I maintain a pretty high energy level. So <laughs> thus far, I've been able to uh, keep it going.
1: Well, praise God for that. Well, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about Garen Catholic. It seems like each of the Catholic uh, high schools in the area have kind of a certain. I guess they all have a similar mission, but they all have a unique um, mission too. Talk a little bit about what you your vision for. Uh, Garen Catholic is and maybe what the maybe what the mission has been in the past.
2: Well, I uh, I, I, I didn't mention in the process that I actually have served as principal here at Garen Catholic. I was principal here from 2007 oh. uh, to 2013. So, uh, this is my return trip okay. uh, <laughs> uh, to Garen Catholic. And and the reason I bring that up is because one of the things that re- I really loved about Garen Catholic when I was principal here is I came in in year four uh, of the school, and I was I was told at that time that they really were focused on Catholic identity, uh, a, a a challenging uh, uh, academic program, and a real emphasis on the arts with with music and and uh, performing arts and and uh, so forth. So um, I, that's what I was told as I was coming in. I and I. Found that to be true, especially in regards to the the faith formation piece and the Catholic identity. And what I was really uh, what was really refreshing is when I came back as the interim president and, and uh, now as the president, I have found that those things have stayed true. Uh, that is really what is happening here. You can uh, the faith is uh, palpable. I mean, you can, you can feel it in the building and and uh it, it is, a, it is, a, it is uh, woven into all parts of the uh, curriculum and into the uh, extracurriculars and so forth. So I, I think that's what stands out uh, for me about Garen Catholic is that it really takes its mission to form young people in the faith very seriously. And you can see that in how uh, how adults interact with the kids and then also in what's going on in every aspect of the school.
1: And, you know, I really like that you you bring up that aspect of, you know, when you are teaching young people the various subjects, how religion isn't just a separate subject over here. It's really part of God, because he's like the source of everything. And in every subject, there's God. And I'm sure that they, as you mentioned, that they really bring that out into the curriculum. And I think that's just a really beautiful expression of our faith,
2: well, I think it's important, too, that, um, w- that we are very intentional uh, when we say that we form young people. Because when we're not teaching them, we're not training them, because when you do that, it's almost like they're going to perform a task and check it off and then move on.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
2: we're, we're forming them in the faith so that that becomes a part of who they are, uh, and that they then go out and live that out uh, once they leave uh, our campus.
0: Now, Deacon Rick, you have a um, chapel on campus there that's a a big part of garen catholic high school tell us a little bit about the chapel and what goes on there
2: yeah the chapel is uh you know right up front of the in in the front uh, of the building uh it seats about 150 people um we have uh we have daily we have um all school masses uh usually a couple of times a month but uh we we offer daily mass uh in the chapel uh we have um uh, Eucharistic adoration uh, every Friday. Uh, we have uh, confessions that take place in a little room right off of the uh, chapel, uh, a confessional uh, that uh, where we have priests come in where they offer um, uh, offer reconciliation either once or twice a week. Uh, so it is it is the centerpiece of the school. It's the first stop on the uh, uh, admissions tour uh, when when people come in to take a take a look around at our school and it is uh, readily accessible then uh, right there at the front of the building, so anybody can, uh, it's it's always open, let's put it that way.
1: We need to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to touch back on some formation and, and what that means as that uh, kind of differentiates itself from just the academic aspect of a Catholic uh, school. So we're going to talk about that when we come back, so stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're
2: listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Across America, there are quiet heroes changing lives every day. When disaster strikes, they lend support. They give hope to those in need, warmth to the cold, and help to those society ignores. Over the past decade, They have given more than $1.5 billion and 700 million hours to charity. When it comes to making a difference, the Knights of Columbus are on the front lines. Become a Knight and be the difference. Learn more at KOFC.org.
1: Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Eyre, Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with Deacon Rick Wagner. He is the president of Garin Catholic High School in Noblesville, Indiana. And we're t- we were talking before the break a little bit about formation. How would you describe formation of young people at Garin versus just teaching them the basics of the faith and maybe the head knowledge of the faith?
2: Sure. Well, as, as as any Catholic school would do, you have theology classes, right? So you have, that's the academic side. You go in and you're taught a certain uh, topic uh, in the area of theology. Well, that's teaching or training and so forth. And then, you know, when, when, when you've done that for a while, you give them a test and they mark it off and you give them a grade and, and that's, the, that's the end of it. But with formation, uh, theology becomes uh you, you the the student is immersed in theology throughout the day uh, whether they know it or not uh and and they're they're being surrounded by uh their faith so it's a matter of not only uh, prayers at the beginning you know the angelus at the beginning of the day and 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 praying uh both at the beginning of the day at the end of the day praying before every class uh offering the things like i mentioned with with daily mass Uh, We have a Kairos period uh, that's uh, in the uh, uh, part of our schedule where uh, students are kind of in family gatherings where they are, you know, they can talk about different topics, they can share a little bit about their faith. um, They can, uh, I just think, by the way, we as adults interact with young people uh, and by being Christ like, uh, by being compassionate, by being forgiving, uh, those are all things that. Uh, lend themselves to uh, a formation of a young person, so that so that it just becomes, like I said, it rather than it becoming a, a subject matter, it becomes a part of who they are. And our goal is then that when they leave this school, uh, they feel uh, comfortable in their faith skin and are then able to go out and, and proclaim the gospel, as we are all supposed to do as Uh, loving disciples.
1: So it's a culture, it's a way of life, it's a Catholic community, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Okay. I want to talk a a bit about the pandemic and how Garen Catholic operated maybe throughout the pandemic, and then maybe how going forward, if it's going to be different or the same.
2: Right, well, of course, we we had to, uh, I wasn't here uh, during the the, uh, uh, during the majority of the, of the pandemic, uh, but I, what they were, uh, what Garen Catholic did was operate on a hybrid schedule um, where they had half of this, uh, the, the kids in the building at any one time. And that's what they did for the first, that's what was done for the first uh, two trimesters. And then beginning in the third trimester uh, in February, uh, we had uh, all of the students back in the building. And we had, you know, of course, you know, social distancing and and masks and so forth. Um, So that we have kind of evolved to that point. Uh, We have carried, we carried on throughout uh, June with some of the camps and other summer school and so forth that was going on uh, with those same uh, protocols. And then as things have loosened up and decisions have been turned back over to the, uh, to the school, uh right now uh during July we uh, it's it's kind of a uh, mask optional uh type of a situation and our hope is of course you know everything there's a lot of variables but our hope is that when we return to school um in August that it would be uh, that type of a situation where you know kids we may ask kids to have masks with them uh, should a certain situation arise where they're going to be in really close proximity or uh something along those lines but it should be as close to uh what used to be what we used to call normal mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as 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 we, as as we can be and and we're not gonna we're not going to be uh, asking students to you know we're not gonna uh try to uh, separate kids by who's been uh vaccinated and who has not it's it's going to be generalized to we're gonna take Take a few precautions and, and have masks available and so forth, but right now we are planning on uh, moving forward uh, to to the uh, what used to be normal.
1: Well, it's interesting. you mentioned that you've been in um, education, Catholic education for you know thirty years, and I want to kind of combine a couple of questions here. Given that time frame, there's a lot of challenges that young people face that maybe they didn't face before. But there's also opportunities. Um, what are some of the challenges? And I kind of want to throw in uh, digital media and technology as, again, a, <laughs> can be a downside or it can be a opportunity. So I guess I want you to kind of give me your evaluation of maybe what the challenges are today, maybe that they weren't maybe 30 years ago. And then how does digital media figure into all that?
2: sure well i uh, the first thing that pops in to my mind what's what what is different you know than it was thirty years ago is that uh, I saw some data recently that less than half of the adults in the United States say that they are affiliated with a particular religion mm-hmm. uh, so uh what we're seeing is more and more households where faith is not a priority or or the uh, there there's not a value there. So uh, that, becomes a, that becomes challenging for any uh, faith-based co- schools because, you know, are, are we going to be, uh, uh, is Catholic education going to be valued uh, as it used to be? Are we still a valued commodity, if you will? So uh, that, that's challenging, and we have to, to work harder to uh, to make sure that uh, we maintain that strong faith foundation uh, for those families that, that are seeking it and also be able to provide uh, all of the the academic and the extracurriculars and so forth that that all families are looking for. So I think that that is one challenge that I think is different. I think 30 years ago you you went from Catholic grade school to Catholic high school, no questions asked, and that's the way it was. And I think that we have to be uh, we have to be on top of our game to be able to uh, to continue to attract uh, the folks that uh, that need to be here. Um, I think a. a Something that maybe is not different, uh, but it continues to be a challenge, is is affordability. Uh, we, you know, it's it's not it, it's not cheap uh, to be able to uh, to provide a, a, a strong uh, education, Catholic education, and so we're doing our best, and we've we've maintained our tuition now for uh, at the same spot for for three years now, and our hope is that continue to find ways to make it affordable and accessible. Uh, so those are some of the, the, the challenges I see, both that, that haven't changed and, and uh, uh, that have changed a little bit. As far as the digital media, uh, you kind of touched on it. It's it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, because we we want to our, our young people to have access to uh, the information that that can be right at their fingertips. So I, I, right from the beginning, when when we uh, the school opened, uh, we were one to one. So all, all students have laptops and so forth. So, you, you know, you provide the right guidance and, and uh, safeguards to make sure that, that, is, uh, that that's being used properly. But I think what we found in uh, – so, so when we went to pandemic mode,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when we had to do a hybrid, we were pretty well uh, equipped uh, to do that. Uh, we were, you know, the, the kids had the right tools and we had the technology and the infrastructure to be able to handle that. Now, all that being said, I think more to your point, I think that we have also discovered how much education depends on relationship. Uh, and that it really uh, it's, it's it's better <laughs> to be in person. It's better to be able to have that one that that contact, that human contact, and be able to build relationships. And that's really, I mean, when I think of Saint Theodore Garen uh, herself and what she said about education, she said, "You you love the children first, then you teach them." Well, it's a lot harder to love them in person mm-hmm. than it is to love them virtually. So <laughs> uh, that whole yes, idea of relationship building is is so critical.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: we can't come, become so dependent on the uh, digital age that we, that we lose that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Deacon Rick, I, I know when Garen started, it had a very small student population. And since its beginning, it's been very dedicated to the religious aspect of education and the question always was so what about sports what about sports so you're so you're no good at sports right <laughs>
2: no we're pretty good at sports too uh so yeah actually we've had a we've just coming off of a, of a really uh really strong spring uh we had a, a state championship in boys lacrosse we had a straight, state runner-up in softball and we had another state runner-up uh, uh, in uh, in golf, in boys golf. So um, I, you know, it, those types of programs um, take time to develop. But I think in the in the short uh, time that we have uh, been a school, I think we we have fared very well um, athletically, with, as far as state championships. But not. But what I'm more proud of than the state championships, I, I think that we have a lot of great coaches who understand what it means to um, to to teach their sport, coach their sport within the context of a faith community, uh, and that we can't lose our perspective on what it means to, to win and lose.
1: Uh, we just have a couple minutes left, and I want to ask you what you're looking forward to most about being in this role going forward. Again, you're your returning to Garing Catholic. You're not, it's, not, it's not your first rodeo either, so <laughs> what, do you, what are you looking forward to most?
2: well it's it's interesting that you bring up the the fact that I'm returning is because when i when I came in as interim, I pulled the staff uh, roster and I was very pleasantly- surprised to see that there were still forty five people working here that i uh, that I knew well and uh, and over thirty of them that I had hired myself so I am looking forward to uh, very much to reconnecting uh, not only with them but with uh, there's a lot of familiar names uh, of families that are still here, uh, and uh, with their with their younger kids now, as opposed to the older ones when I was here. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting, and I'm looking forward to being part of a very vibrant uh, faith community that is Garen Catholic.
1: And what do you hope that the students that walk through those doors um, go away with when they leave at the, at the end of their four years?
2: Well, I want them to know, uh, and we all do, we, we want them to know that, that they are loved, uh, that they have value, and that it is our hope uh, that they take everything that they have learned from Garen Catholic and go out into the world and make a difference and serve others and to uh, be able to preach the gospel message.
1: And if someone wanted to enroll or find out more about Garen, um, could you give us the website if you have it handy?
2: Sure. Yeah, our website is uh, org. It's G-U-E-R-I-N-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C dot org.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Deacon Rick Wagner. Before we go, could you please give our audience a blessing?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of this day. Uh, we thank you uh, that we have the opportunity to be able to uh, work with young people here at Garen Catholic and that we are able to uh, do the work of bringing young people closer to you. We ask that, as all of us in whatever ministry we be involved in, uh, do a, go about our, our day, that we feel your loving presence, and I ask that you bless everyone here that is listening today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. 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 Deacon Rick Wagner, president of Gehring Catholic High School, thanks so much for being our guest today on Faith in Action.
2: You're welcome. I've enjoyed it.
1: We'll be praying for you for a great school year.
0: I
2: appreciate
0: that. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus, Council 6923, and Fishers, and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have comments or suggestions for guests or topics for this program, please email Bridget at catholicradioindy.org, that's B-R-I-G-I-D, at catholicradioindy.org, or call 317-870-8400. This program is pre-recorded.